I'm kind of really keen for a new era of NBA. One where we move on from Kyrie, KD and Harden. They're all time players. I 100% acknowledge that. But do I not have a right to be exhausted with just their antics? It's like no matter where they go, trouble's following and I can't just enjoy the NBA anymore. I have to deal with your, your nonsense. Welcome to the Basketball Forever podcast. I'm Nick Jungfer, head of editorial here. Joining me as always, the founder, Alex Sumsky. How are you, mate? I'm very good. I've uh, been enjoying seeing Australia in Boomers vs. World games <laughs> past week. I feel like, you know how every Bill Simmons podcast just descends into Celtics chat? We're going to get to the point where every podcast we're just talking about the Australian I'm national team. i not to. I, I nipped down to Melbourne to to watch their warm-up game last night. And I must say, you, you're preaching to the converted, like Josh Giddy in particular. Watching him pass. Unbelievable. His vision when you're there and you're close to the court, um, it, it like it looks good on TV, but it's a whole different mm. be- beast in person. Yeah. Um, and our team I, I, I love, but I also don't want to bang on about them too much. But I, I mean – uh, I mean, I know it's controversial. You, what but else I, is going on? I suppose, right? I, I think they're favourites. I'm just putting it out there. They're they're in my mind the favourites, best best team I've seen so far in the tournament. I may or may not have already sprinkled on them because they're paying ten to one to win the World yeah, Cup. I think that's great odds. value, right? I think it's they. The, you know, you've got ten NBA players on the roster. It's number one, and then like a, like just in addition to that. This is a core group that's been together for a long time. Uh, they're a part of a system that's been and an infrastructure that's been in place for the better part of 15 years. 20. Excellent coach who's a legend down in this part of the world. Who delivered us a medal at the Olympics. Mm. Um, you know, we've got the all the makings of a successful campaign. Uh, and I think this is a this is a Boomers team that could really give you – I mean, we've, we're one of the only teams – in fact, we are – yeah, we're one of the only teams that have consistently been been able to beat uh, USA on multiple occasions mm-hmm. um, at this level of basketball. And if there's ever been a, a Boomers team that looks like that they, you know, could really give the USA a workout, it's it's this one. Here's um, a question for you: Would you take if you had to bet USA or the field? And would you feel good USA or the what? Or the field, like everyone else? Oh. USA or the field? I, I, it's a tough one because everyone's, you know, harping on about Spain and they're like number one ranked in the world and, you know. They're getting so they, old. I don't get They're getting so old. I don't old. get it. I, I, you know, I've said this, you know, time and time again. Rudy Fernandez must be. 38. Like, yeah, he must 30, have been around for 28 years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And and everyone's like, oh, but look at their like, look at their success. Look at their success. To be fair, I didn't think they were winning Eurobasket, and they still did. Oh, I, but it's not the World Cup. It's Eurobasket. Respectfully, a lot of great countries in Europe. Uh, plenty of great countries, but how many are actually like? It, how many? First of all, it wasn't. Um, it was basically Spain's A team, more or less, that competed in Eurobasket. They beat a undermanned France. They had. Uh, uh, Rudy, but that was about it. Yeah, you know, it's not like they had the whole kit and caboodle. Mm. Uh, but if you look at this Spain team, there's only four players on this current roster who were a part of the Olympics and the World Cup in 2019. 
they used to roll out the Gasol brothers. Now they roll out the Hernan Gomez brothers. Yeah. It's not quite, I mean, it's not they the have same. to be respected. Of course. They, they won Eurobasket. It's not nothing. But it's not like rolling out the, you know, when Powell and Marc Gasol were taking it to Team USA in gold medal matches back mm. in their prime, that was a whole different animal. Yeah. But anyway, if there was a USA versus the field option would, on Sportsbet, I'd be very, very interested and tempted in taking the field. But just, just from a value standpoint, I'm not saying USA would definitely lose. I think it's really I think I think you've got France and Australia as favorites, in my opinion. And then Canada's super interesting, I think but I wouldn't go Canada with them. Canada's your dark horse. They're the dark horse on talent. I'm just unsure about they've never really played together. That's the thing. But I mean neither of USA, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. That's and, what makes me nervous about them too. And I, I wonder if, you know, I mean, yeah, it's a tough one. That's USA what, and Canada will be one of the most interesting matches that we'll see. It really is like talent versus uh, continuity. Yeah. That's, the continuity factor is why mm. I, I like Australia and France. Mm. Um, slight topic change, but we were saying before the show how, you know, you are saying like, oh, when you've had a bit of a shitty day and then it's like, well, you know. Wasn't a Daryl Morey shitty day. Oh my god! And also, do you, the current pain he's in. Do you think where does that rank with when he said free Hong Kong and cost the NBA an unimaginable amount of money? <laughs> I think this is worse. I mean, that was because at least then you're standing up for something. At he, this, he did. You're dying for nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> but also, what could be more mortifying than costing? Not his direct employer, because that would be Philly, but essentially costing the business that he works in. Uh, I don't know. I think he doesn't think about that. I think, yeah. you know, and I'm He's thinking to, about this with the hard he, and He's definitely thinking about this. Yeah. And I'm trying to be respectful of the great man because, you know, he's, yeah, he follows us, obviously, and we follow him. And he messaged NK, one of the guys in the office. Yeah, of course. We, we, about we, some random crypto shit that he bloody loves on the side. I just want to say that he's, you know, uh, I'm sure he's a good guy. Mm. And I have nothing but respect for you. With that said, also tweet out something about is it is it no NFTs he's into? Yeah, tweet something out about that because that's how NK got a response from him. Well, I think right now, if I'm him, I'm probably laying low <laughs> for a uh, red hot minute. Yeah, um, but it it is a dire situation. Uh, mm. um, but from your opinion, in your like in your view, who's on the right side? of this. It's it's kind of hard to know just on face value. I have an opinion. I'm just yeah. curious what you think. Well, Harden's upset because, you know, Maury supposedly said to him, opt in for this year yeah. and we'll take care of you. We'll give you the bag after that. Yeah. Because he obviously had to take a pay cut so that they could sign PJ Tucker. Right. Um, and then he's been promised it'll be taken care of later. Yeah. You know, on a, in a handshake deal. But, Right, which are always dangerous. Yeah. Um, I guess it's different for him because Harden and him have had an eight-year relationship. Right. They, they go way back. Yeah. So he feels really betrayed. Mm. But you could argue Daryl Murray feels pretty betrayed by Harden absolutely crapping the bed, not only in Game 7, which was particularly horrendous, Yeah. but in the playoffs. Yeah. So did, did Harden hold up his end of the bargain? Or is Daryl Murray the only one who is expected to come through? Yeah, I think... Uh, I'm not so you know full disclosure. I'm not a Harden fan. Yeah. Not a Harden fan. He's he's entitled. I think he overplays his hand. He's overplayed his hand. He also want you know he thought the grass was greener. Um, he always does. And he's 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 been screwed at every single point. 
like of that journey. And, you know, is it poetic justice? Is it karma? You know, I don't know. But he, they obviously weren't prepared to give him the max. Uh, he wanted that long-term deal. I mean, he's 33, right? He's, and you, we're really starting to see his age, even just this past season. Um, and so obviously when he didn't get the deal that he was promised, he's, you know, he's like, all right, well, I'm opting in and I want to be traded to the Clippers. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, they, I think they sort of loosely explored that for a bit and then Philly just called the Clippers and said he's off the market and that was, you know, she, the deal was a dead duck and uh, Harden then spat the dummy. But And then going off the reports that we do have, it was that the Clippers would only really entertain that if they could get him for an absolute bargain. Yes. They weren't willing to give up anything no, significant because no. Harden's not the, the why Harden would they? Why would they? Really? He, he's not the same guy. And and I think how Harden conducted himself in the past has been like really unbecoming. And even the fact that he leaked during the season, like mid-season, his camp was leaking those rumors of you know Harden making a return to the to Houston. And um, mm. I, I I think if you want to be held in high regard and you want everything to be smooth sailing and you want to be on good terms. You know, why Why are you leaking things like that? Why are you creating this turmoil, you know, and to, to try and get leverage early, so early in the piece? The season's halfway done. It's, we're not even close to the finish line. You still think you're in contention for a title perhaps and you're already sort of planting the seeds for an exit um, in what was supposed to be a very important season for the 76ers. I think it's, I just think it's like, it, you, you almost deserve this. And then you go back a step and he's with Brooklyn. And of course, you know, they offered him, they, they you know, they offered him a max deal. They were going to ex- extend him and he, um, and he basically looked at the fact that Kyrie wasn't getting the vaccine and KD was injured and said greener pastures. And, you know, now we're in this situation. Yeah. He's never happy wherever he goes. Like at what point is, is it you and not, like he's the common denominator everywhere he goes. Yeah. And there are multiple NBA players like that, but he's becoming the worst. This is the third team he's tried to bounce on in three years. It's And it's becoming like this, oh, this disease in the NBA now. But, you know. We've ranted about that before. We've gone, we've, we've done yeah. that to death. We'll focus but, on Harden. But let's just say yeah. this. Even in the new CBA, and, and I know that we're sort of in that, uncharted territories uh like these are brand new waters right because there was a time where we used to think that some of the fines that nba players got for stuff were just like unfathomable amounts of money like not just in the nba but in just sports in general um like even malice in the palace getting fined you know you know millions of dollars yeah it's like oh yeah that's huge or you know, doing something crazy and that's like a million dollar fine or, you know, $5 million or $3 million for Mm. unimaginable, unspeakable things and then suspensions for the whole season or whatever. You think of all of that stuff, but then you look at like the new standard that's being set. There was obviously uh, a risk. So in the, um, in the COVID season, there are a few things at play there. You had uh, Ben Simmons who it's funny that Philly have ended up in the exact same position again, by the way. 
Does it, uh, can we ring a bell every time? We yeah. mention Ben Simmons every week. We just need a little Ben Simmons bell. Or maybe a bell for every time that the 76ers put themselves in player Spain. Like, <laughs> in a world of pain, yeah. I mean, you've got this situation where Ben Simmons, like, wanted, he was going to hold out. He held out for the whole season, basically, mm. until he got moved. Mm. Um, and now you've got James Harden doing the exact same thing. But there are some very uh, interesting differences between the contracts, which we'll get to in yeah. a second. It's kind of, it's a situation where the 76ers learnt from their mistake. But coming back to the fine situation, in that 2021-22 season, you had Ben Simmons, who, and we posted about this, there was a chance that he was basically going to miss 86 games, including preseason. Um, and then there was going to be a fine that he was going to get for not attending the 76ers training camp. All in all, the total bill that he was going to potentially be on the hook for before he filed his grievance was $20.8 million in yeah. fines, which was unbelievable. You couldn't possibly fathom a player being up for that much money in fines. No. And Kyrie Irving... He was ineligible for 44 games, which was 425K per game penalty for being unvaccinated. That was going to result in 18.7 mil. And then Andrew Wiggins, very similar situation, 16.5 mil. What do you think uh, James Harden's fines are going to be looking like? Give me your <laughs> estimate and then I'll give you the breakdown. I know from the look on your face that it just gives me the sneaky suspicion, a sneaking suspicion that he's going to be the new record holder for potential fines for sitting out a whole year. And it's not even close. <laughs> okay. It's not okay. even close. So this would be unprecedented in sport. So Simmons was right around the 20 mark. as 20.8. 20. Now, yeah. it didn't come to that. Yeah. They came to an agreement. But that was on the cards and it didn't happen. Could have been crazy. And just so we're clear on how this works, it's not – is it simply losing – salary so that we're explaining this properly or is it just a per game fine no so per the new cba so it's it's a little bit different so um aside from any other penalties you know basically if he holds out and he misses games he stands to be fined 196.1 weird number <laughs> Of his base salary per game missed per the CBA. Okay. Right? Yeah. That includes exhibition, regular season, play-in, and playoff. So a little over 1%. Yep. Uh, and then the and then on top of that, for practices, you miss 2500 for the first, 5000 for the second, 7500 for the third. And the fourth and beyond is an amount reasonable under the circumstances per the CBA. So that's how the deal, that's how it's structured. Mm. So based on that, Harden is basically on the hook to to, to pay fines of $389,000 per game he misses. Now I'm just going to, I'm not even going to include preseason, postseason, playing, nothing like that. I'm just going to keep it as conservative as possible, right? So, if he was to miss all 82 games of the season and hold out, he will be on the hook for $31.9 million in fines. <laughs> Jesus. Then um, for the uh, practices, it, he'll roughly miss, looks like 117 practices over the course of the training camp and the season, 
which would mean that in addition, he's on the hook for another $870,000 in fines on top of that. So it brings the total to $32.7 million in fines for holding out. His salary being for this for the year being $35 million. Wow. Jeez. So, like Simmons seemed – well, you said all the way back to Malice at the Palace when the fines cracked the million mark. Mm. And you're like, oh, my God. Unfathomable. Now we're looking 30x that. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think that there's a situation in which of the $35 million he – he earns, he has to return $33 million in fines. <laughs> it's, it's like just but he may as well have signed a vet minimum. I was going to say what's left is is almost exactly a vet minimum. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a pretty, yeah, we, we are in uncharted waters here. Um, but the, the clock's ticking because there's a deadline. There's a deadline in order. Uh, it, it's This is, we're in a sort of a, a weird Mexican standoff now. If Daryl Morey can flip Harden for something good, bearing in mind he seemed like he was in a rock between a rock and a hard place with Simmons. Mm. He's saying we will not trade Simmons unless we get, you know, an all-star caliber player back. Mm. And everyone's like, mate, you're not you're not getting that. He did. He got Harden. If he then flips he does it again, gets out of a tire space again, I don't even care that he hasn't won a title. I'm actually, just like, this man is a wizard. That could be his championship. That would be actually quite remarkable. I mean, it, what he's done, I, I, I already find this fa- completely fascinating for a completely different reason. I mean, not, not only is it really interesting that Ben Simmons was flipped for James Harden, who's now ended up in Ben Simmons' situation of not wanting to play, but mm. Harden's situation is unique in that Holding out won't just cost him however many millions and millions and millions in fines, like uh, you know, like it did for uh, Simmons, but because the because he's in the final year of his deal, there's the possibility that the Sixers can control his future after this season if he holds out, if the holdout extends past uh, thirty days. Um, which which is fast approaching, like the clock's literally ticking. If it's you know he's got until November, basically. Mm. Um, that's obviously not the situation Harden wants to be in, uh, but that's the literal reality he faces if he holds out. But but it's this question of who's going to blink first, mm. who's got more to lose in this situation. I don't know. I don't know what you think. I I I, I honestly feel like it's Harden. Maury doesn't blink, I feel. I don't think he I does think either. He, he said that he wouldn't blink with Simmons, and he didn't. Yeah, he no. did not blink until he got exactly an Exactly what he wanted. Yep. I don't know, and I, and I don't know what's out there for Harden right now. I mean, he leaks that stuff about the Rockets, and the Rockets say, oh, we don't, no, not for us. And then he's like, oh, well, I was never interested in the Rockets. Yeah. And then it's, you know, <laughs> then it's this Philly situation, and then the Clippers, the sticking point was Terrence Mann, who... Yeah, <laughs> with all due respect, we're talking about a, one of the greatest scorers to ever play the game and a former MVP. And you're worried about Terrence Mann shows you what sort of stead you hold Harden in. So then, what's left? Who mm-hmm. you name a team right now in the NBA that wants Harden, that could use Harden, that has things that they would give up for Harden? I can't think of one. Yeah, I don't know why you would trade for him. There's not really like any sort of logical reason. The good other. news is, I used to be an incredible scorer. 
and I averaged yeah. 35 a game once. The bad news is I'm out of shape, bad attitude. You're going to have to pay me through the nose. I'm old. Yeah. Why are you do why are you doing even if you're win now, you why would he be the win now piece that you're going for? There's nothing that we saw that even indicates that he's a max level player. And his stock has to be at an all time low after what we saw in the playoffs and game seven, complete meltdown in particular. Yeah. How could anyone in their right mind offer him a max? I think it's it's I may very I very well believe that there could have been some handshake deal between him and Morion on, you know, we'll get you next time. But, you know, I think what you said at the beginning when we started recording is 100% right in that, well, you know, circumstances have changed. I, I, have you seen that movie um, uh, Draft Day? We live in a <laughs> different world yeah. than we did 30 seconds ago. Yeah. I, I think that it's kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. hey, I saw, you know, yeah, we had an agreement. Then I watched you play. Yeah. And then I realized, well, I'm supposed to pony up the the, the cashola and what? I, I get 65% of what I was expecting. Like that's not a tra- that's not a fair transaction. They had a handshake agreement, but it kind of went without saying that Harden would be oh, a half decent player yeah. in the meantime. I'm expecting you to be good for that, right? Yeah. And then, you know, but not even the old he's Harden. He's morbidly obese and not- <laughs> like I think Maury had reasonable expectations. He's a smart enough guy to not be expecting 2017 yeah. James Harden. Yeah. He was just expecting what what would be fair to expect of 33-year-old James Harden. Yeah. Um, so I think Maury's within his rights to be like, mate, I know what I said, but you've not held up your end. Yeah. Did you see um, uh, Wodge tweeting? Uh, it's so funny. I which one? We've, we've now had back-to-back sort of episodes where Kyrie's tweeted some shit that we just find. If it's not at us, it's at Watch. But um, uh, uh, Adrian writes, disgruntled Harden calls 76's Prez Mori a liar via ESPN. Tweets out the, his article. Kyrie replies, is he disgruntled, Adrian? Or is he holding Daryl uh, Mori accountable for his dishonesty and lack of transparency throughout the contract negotiation process this summer. Oh, yeah. Of uh, course. I wonder if he knows what disgruntled means. It's not this thing where it's like you can't, you can be disgruntled and also holding someone accountable. Yeah. In fact, you're holding them accountable because you're disgruntled. Yeah, I don't know why. It's like the opposite of. Is he disgruntled? He just think, Why does he think they're mutually exclusive? Martin Luther Irving it just yeah. does my head. Add it again. And what a shock, shock horror that Kyrie signs sides with the player oh. who wants the bag without showing up. Yeah. I mean, of course. The most predictable thing ever. I, I honestly think player entitlement, and we've said this before, but- you know, I want to be wrong, but it, we just kept getting proven correct that it's just <laughs> going too far. Yeah. I'm starting to – I never thought I'd be siding with owners and GMs. I know. It takes a lot from the players to make you side with the guys, especially the owners, the billion. You making but, me side with the billionaire? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm watching you, you know, actually bag 200 mil mm. and you're doing the bare minimum. You're showing up and doing 50% of your job. Yeah. And you know what else? We should have known Harden. Bad thing. Wherever Harden goes, this sort of shit happens. 
Oh, yeah. And in Philly, mm. things go wrong. Not only wrong, but like drastically wrong all the time, every year, you know, like yeah. all the way back to like wasting picks on like, uh, well, you know, obviously they'd kick the shit out of us at the park or something, but, you know, I don't want to be too disrespectful, but objectively did not work out well to use a number one pick on Fultz, use a number one pick on Simmons, use a high pick on Jalil Okafor. Trade a twenty-one-year-old yeah. Drew Holiday for Nerlens Noel, yeah. who didn't, was on one knee. It's um, the the Calangelo, the burner accounts, their own GM tweeting, mm. talking shit about the players with burner accounts. The list just goes on forever. Hiring Doc, hiring Doc Rivers when it was had been well and truly established that he was he was uh, the he, king of choking away yeah. um, playoff series leads. Yeah. It's, I mean, when you they traded like Jimmy Butler for. They did that sign and trade and shipped Jimmy out of town. Um, Maybe they deserve each other. So Harden and Philly, it's very much, you yeah. know. It's funny that now that you just sort of, you can kind of expect. I, I, I'm kind of really keen for a new era of NBA, one where we sort of move on from Kyrie, KD, and Harden. Mm. It'll, it, I think it's good for the NBA to move on from them. I get how you know their box office. They're big. For, they're great for the game. They pave the way. They're this, they're that, the other. One of the great. They're all. They're all time players. I a hundred percent acknowledge that. But do I not have a right to be exhausted, yeah. exhausted with just their antics? It's like it's it's something. No matter where they go, troubles following instantly. And I can't just enjoy the NBA anymore. I have to deal with your your nonsense. <laughs> yeah. From all three of you. When LeBron essentially pioneered the player empowerment era, I don't think this is what he had in mind. Not at all. There's a he... difference between having some power when the scales are tipped far too heavily to the billionaire owners, mm -hmm. but there's also a difference between player empowerment and player entitlement, as we've we had a whole episode about this in the past. Yeah. But I'm just exhausted from it. Yeah. I have such whinge fatigue from NBA players that I'm just ready for a new era. Just bring, seed some new blood. So, I, you know, some new all-time talent. So I don't have to listen to any of this. Like, you know, this makes me think as well, um, putting out that post of the, <laughs> the uh, Taiwan players oh, and Dwight Howard getting he on it. He was straight on that. Yeah. Um, is it time for Harden just to go to Taiwan Drop a hundred every game. Him and Dwight Howard linking up again. Yeah. Reuniting. Can you imagine? It'd be I he'd never happen, but we can we could fantasize. <laughs> It'd be good. If Jimmer's can if Jimmer Fredette can score seventy, Harden's good. He's gotta be good for a hundred, hundred and ten. I'm genuinely fascinated to see who offers Harden what. I you know, like what Harden how much he's earning in a year or two from now would be really interesting. I think he's in for a massive reality I, check. I think he is too. And I think we, we could even start approaching mellow Carmelo Anthony territory. Right. In terms of, you know, having you come to Jesus moment. Yeah, it's got to be. Or you're out of the league. It's got to be a shock to the system. You, very, you've been the best player on your team your entire life, all mm. the way from school, like as in high school. Mm. And then suddenly you're, career is flashing before your eyes and you're genuinely looking at the prospect of I'm not saying Harden's there yet. Yeah. But you're genuinely looking at the prospect of mm. 
playing down the road for the Sydney Kings or Shanghai Sharks or something. Yeah, I mean, while ever you can average 20, 10 and 10 in the NBA. Yeah, he's, still he's a long way off there, yeah. but it's that thing where no one's going to want to give him big money. And I think Harden's necessarily going to have... I don't think you should be giving any 33-year-old 33 33-year-old 33 who is overweight big money. And who can kind of only play one way. Yeah. So how's it going to work? No. I, th- I think this is... Uh, um, this is the beginning of the end for Harden, I think, from a career trajectory perspective. Well, as I say, it'd be very interesting to see what happens with Harden and also if Daryl Morey can pull a rab out of the hat yeah. for the oh. second time. It's, I mean, like I said, time's ticking. They've, uh, someone's got someone's to pull their gun first um, over the next sort of month. Um, otherwise... The other one's going to be in a world of pain. So it'll be interesting to see who wins. Guess who's bleeding money hard and guess who's not, Maury. Exactly. So that tells you a lot about which way it'll go. Yeah. As always, let us know what you think. Is Harden justified in taking this stance or is he he, um, crazy for everything he's saying and doing? Um, Let us know. We will read your comments. We'll see you guys next week. 